saying like, you guys, like I'm, I know like I'm problematic and I'm like culturally appropriating, but I just don't know about this stuff. So please teach me. And what some woman was, which was, she was very correct, was like, it's not really my responsibility to mm-hmm. like check you. No, it's true. <laughs> I think the one thing that I, I know there's like, Black Twitter was going back and forth about the sincerity oh. of her apology or yes. her conversation. Black Twitter was like, a buzz because I think yeah. she, they left a lot of people feeling she left a lot of people feeling uh, kind of stuck in the sense that I think that they were like they had a, I, I don't think anybody can deny that like she was very sincere in what she was saying about uh, talking about um, uh, understanding recognizing the moments uh, in which she was appropriating culture and how she needed to learn from that and, and how she had friends who were able to help her kind of help teach her those things and um I think it's important, uh, A, that, you know, like, people have... I think that's really why it's so important for people to have uh, a diverse fan, friend group is because there's it's literally so no other way for you to be checked That's how you learn. on those things. And if you don't... If you find yourself in a room and you look around and all you see are people that look exactly like you, yes, white gays, I'm talking to you. Mm. Well... You need to diversify your friend group. Get in there. Because, honestly, like, there's no way you're going to be a better person... Like, I mean, you can only stay as ignorant as the people around you. Um, and um, I think that that one thing that she was able to benefit from was that she did have friends who were able to like, all right, sis, like, let me tell you, yeah. like, let me let me tell you, like, what's up. And I think that's important. And I think that if if you like you were saying, it's surrounded by people who look like you, who think like you, um, you're you do yourself a service by seeking out people of of different communities and different uh and different persuasions and and, and ethnicities and cultures and religions and things like that because not only are you able to to learn more about, like, uh, those particular parts of of the world, I mean, you never know what you can learn from people and and just having your eyes open to the things that you do and say that might come from a place of privilege uh, that you're not necessarily aware of uh, your your tone or your your sort of like space your, that you're taking up your microaggressions your microaggressions yes as subtle as they may be the cells, we all have we all things have that we need to work on and it's not my place to tell marginalized people how they need to feel or not feel about mm-hmm. Katy Perry or mm-hmm. anything but my thought is like if we are going to make this dumpster fire of a, of a country <laughs> better for everybody we, we have to allow people to get better and it's to grow true. and to yeah. change and yeah. give them grace grace some level of grace yeah you know it's, if people aren't violently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. attacking other people and have the willingness yeah to grow i think they should be afforded that that's my it's, opinion no it's true i i think you know my perspective is you know it, it is exhausting as a person of color to have to continuously like say the same shit to people yeah but um one thing that i I've and i do believe it is up to white people to pull oh absolutely they themselves are it up is, by the it is up to white people to do so uh, but when they have the willingness to do so when they when they're wanting when they want to listen and i think that it's a hard thing um, to to deal with when you're like, especially when you care about somebody, or even if even more so if you don't care about somebody to like um, <laughs> engage in those conversations with them. Yeah. Um, but I think it's vitally important because like if if you are in fact the one avenue that they have into um, learning more or being more aware or more woke or whatever it is. 
I think it's important for us to to take the time uh, to to educate people. There, the, when you really think about like from the civil rights perspective, like why was it successful is because like it was taking these very real black experiences and and bringing them and understanding bringing the greater part of America a broken down basic understanding of the injustices that were going on. Mm. It wasn't like saying like it wasn't being no 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 this shit is fucked up and it just needs to change right now and not really giving any context to like what needs to change and why it needs to change and and how it needs to change and who it's affecting and 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 especially nowadays where racism is so subtle and it's so nuanced it's still very like outward but like when you're talking about like systemic racism and cultural appropriation and these small things that like people don't necessarily uh, do in a, a in an in an, in an inherently negative sense. It comes from a place of of literal ignorance and, yeah. and not ignorance in this like overwhelmingly negative sense that we like to think of it as now. But like ignorance isn't like the absence of knowledge. Yeah, like you and, just don't know. And white people are a victim of that. Not to say white people are a victim. Yeah, but they they fall victim to that system yeah. that perpetuates the ignorance. Absolutely. You know, when you're educated in a system yeah. that is focused on white achievement mm-hmm. and a certain type of revisionist history. How, they're they're that, just as... Yeah. They're, they're, they're handicapped. Too. They're handicapped. Yeah, they're um, handicapped. Absolutely. And um, I think that she brought up some good points in saying, you know, that it took some friends being reaching out to her and love about it and i think that that's it's an important thing and you know i've had to have plenty of like weird difficult conversations with people about race and about privilege and all kinds of different things like that and um whilst it's not it's not always comfortable for me to do so i i do realize that like whenever i have engaged in them it's for the most part i only do so with people that i know are willing to listen and when i know that they are uh, i've seen change and i think that a lot more people are willing to listen uh, now more than ever, and I know that there's still a lot of people who just want to fucking argue and say some troll and, and be shitty people. But mm. I think uh, we yes. need to we need to sort of be more aware and more cognizant of how uh, and when we I think have these opportunities, whether you be white, black, you know, gay, straight, whatever it is, uh, to help educate people um, because like they just don't know any better and they don't know. Uh, you need to, we have to take that seriously if you want change to happen. And that was one of the things that she was talking about yeah. at these dinners, like this whole yeah. culture of drag her yeah. and keep it and yeah. you're canceled. Yeah. They were saying these things. Yeah. Like, that does kind of hold people back. I think that kind of like, uh, that aggressive like sort of social policing is largely responsible for this divide, this divide that we have yeah. now. Because yeah. like, the whole thing of like a discourse about anything is just such it's such a non a non issue now because people are just like you said something problematic immediately you're canceled you're done fuck you go home yeah instead of being like, like hey a line is drawn a line is drawn and, and you can't you can't recover from that it's just like I remember reading this uh, this thing on on Tumblr obviously which is where Mm-hmm. Uh, the those particular types of warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the grievances. Kind of, the grievances. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, like I love Tumblr, oh, but Tumblr there's a lot amazing. of broken people on there. And you I can think, scroll down one chain and of comments endlessly. Some and but and scriptures. Someone saw. Someone was posting something about um, couple of about you know like pro blackness in, in its place in like music right now. And how they were under the impression so many people were benefiting from 
blackness, uh, black artists were, they found that it's like uh, economically viable now to like be very pro-black and that's why everyone's doing it. And that she's like, I'm seeing through that because you guys never said anything about it beforehand. And like, don't you just think that they just became, you know, more aware of that as as all of us have in, in the most recent years and that, that people grow and that people can change. But still, we, mm-hmm. we co-signed to these like things as though well, once you're shitty, you're always shitty. And I don't I don't think that's the case. Uh, and I like to get people. It, sometimes it is the case. But um, I, I've found that like um, no one wants to be for the most part uh, if, if they're showing signs of like trying to be better about it, like give them the benefit of a doubt and like uh, and maybe help them along. I mean, sometimes that has happened with like, you know, uh, sharp words. Um, but uh, I think a lot of times, like you're saying, like extend some grace some way to some people because like they just they're stupid and they just don't know better but other than that katie's katie's thing was great um crystal lewis showed up and crystal we involved, lewis which was great woke her up i she mean crystal lewis is one of my favorite contemporary Fades. christian singers Fades. from the 90s love crystal tone range uh, sopranoism just everything <laughs> I, when i saw i saw that sopranoism um yeah, that was that made my that made my morning. I was like, oh, I was like, Crystal Lewis came to wake me up because yeah. I had just woken up. Um, but yeah, I loved that whole world wide witness. It just was bullshit. crazy. It was great. Her therapy sessions were amazing. Yeah. Um, the dinners, like you were saying, were great. Um, I it was really actually. Amazed. I had a Twitter. Uh, I just, I show you my tweet exchange with RuPaul. No. Because, you know, RuPaul went on the show she's on there. and she was teaching. Katie had never played charades before. She missed what? that. She somehow, never in her conservative charades. Christian upbringing and pop stardom, like, missed charades. Missed the whole thing. So Ru was teaching her how to play That's charades and she was teaching in. her how to play dirty charades. Okay. And so they were taking a song, Taylor's Oldest Time. Mm-hmm. And it was to me, it was a missed opportunity because yeah. they were like, Rue was, Rue was saying, oh, well, Taylor's oldest time is already kind of dirty yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, Taint is oldest time. time. It's so oh, obvious no. to me. So I, I tweeted RuPaul, Taint is oldest time. And she said, bingo. Yeah. Oh, God, Rue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just so many moments. There's a lot. More moments than a Mariah Carey um, Home Shopping Network moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh God! Uh, so yeah, so that, I just wanted to, to that take was a moment. Also, like a 15 minute tangent. We said we weren't going to go on any tangents. That's still 15 that's minutes. Still is cute. Yeah, that's a cute amount. Of, yeah. But I just think it was like a very interesting cultural moment, and I it's s- unprecedented. Unprecedented. I, don't and think, I think we're going to see more of you that. You think so? Because I feel like everyone's going to be like, "You're trying to bite off of the Katy Perry thing." Because I just thought it was, like, a really interesting, like... Experiment. Uh, experiment. And, like, not only just, like, watching her deal with it, because I remember at, like... Oh, you could see her cracking at, like, at some point. 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I was watching, and she was up with Gigi Gorgeous watching her documentary. And I personally... She had checked out. She was like, I'm going to throttle this bitch if she keeps talking over this <laughs> this documentary. And I was just, like... I was tuning in to see, like, hey, just be like, all right, nope, I'm going to sleep. Sorry, I can't do it. Because she just looked so despondent in her face. She was like, I, I don't know if I can do this any Also, longer. you see what a hard worker looks like. That you, you I can, couldn't do it. You can say all types of things about Katy Perry. That woman is she a works her ass hard off. worker. She works her ass off. She, she did all the things, and she didn't complain. She did not. 
at all. She was like super her with it the whole time. I yeah, can hear you it. Could see it. Uh, oh yeah, her vocal lesson too. Yes, <laughs> so great. The weirdest um, thing. As, um, as the days progressed, she started to like give less fucks about the cameras. Oh, she really didn't. By the end of it, the last day, she I, was, just, she was like, just like, I don't care. I'm yeah. taking a nap on the stairs. Um, all kinds of stuff. I'm just sipping this tea just and staring off into the distance, yep. thinking about this is going to be over soon. I'm about to be home. But when she like, exited yeah. the building and did her stage performance, it was like the Truman Show when he finally finds that yes. door. Yes, I felt like she was free. She knew it. And I just rewatched the Truman Show actually, and it's. it's such a I good think movie. it's even better now than it was when it came out. Yeah, it's. I love that movie. It's. I think that's probably my favorite Jim Carrey film, without a doubt. I love and adore Jim Carrey. Yeah, I just watched The Mask, which I had not seen. In He's a long phenomenal. Time. Yep, Pete Cameron Diaz right yeah. there. Yes. God damn, okay, so, so. Oh, yes. Oh. To, back to the... Do we have any more news? Well, we just want to thank Ayanna Butler again for yes. being our music being supervisor. Being our music supervisor. You're the best. And um, also, if you're, um, please rate, re- subscribe, review. Yeah, um, do all that click stuff. Click all the things. Yeah. And um, um, I'm going to be in Australia for a month. Yes. So we won't be... We won't be doing... We'll be on like a little hiatus. We're going to be on a little hiatus. A siesta. <laughs> um whilst we it's like think of it like when somebody got pregnant and then they had to like put the show on hiatus for a little bit it's like there'll be like a new thing i mean maybe something fun will happen um in uh i'll have uh i don't know what will happen maybe i'll get eaten by a great white shark that is very true it's a possibility there's a lot of sharks in australia um so yeah um but this is a great episode to uh feast on um today we are talking about television theme songs yay uh and (laughs) and the role that they play and the role that they play and and the the importance of not only just defining the show but defining culture and uh basically being the soundtrack to um i don't know basically Our our lives yeah there's so many of them uh, this was a really hard episode to kind of like oh, so pull many. together because, I mean, as children of the 90s, we were very much so raised by television. Yes. So um, there is... Just watch TV and leave me alone. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there is... We were probably the first generation to really have TVs in our bedrooms, too. Probably. I yeah. would say so. Yeah. And like not not only just like TVs, but like channels. Yeah. Like several. Several. Um. And, yeah, I mean, I love TV theme songs. I'm really sad that they're not so much of a thing anymore. I agree. Um, I think that it's we... A, it's a dying... It's a dying... If not dead. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then well, the ones that do exist now are so fucking whack for the most I part. Agree. Um, and... This is the golden age of television, not the golden age of television theme songs. Theme songs. But also the golden age of television opening credits, though, which is weird that they would not have better music to accompany. Like, because you like think about like oh, the production, the production on the opening, on the credits. opening credits are yeah. way like think about like True Detective and like um, yeah, the Westworld and yeah. uh, I mean all kinds of shows have such like really great like I high think Game produced. of Thrones is sort of like an epic theme yeah. song that's very recognizable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wanted to, st- if you'll go with me on this journey for a moment, I wanted it. to start off with a little like exercise mm-hmm. in seeing 
how many of these you can name with just right like away. a snip. Okay. Okay, so I just like picked some. And hopefully, I don't know if these are any of the ones that you picked to like really go into detail on, but uh-huh. um, let me know if you if if you can catch these right away. Yeah. Yes, this is that's my number. That's my first one that I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's not actually. That's not. That's that's Full House. That's Full House. Never mind. Which is the, very similar very to, similar family, to matters. family Matters, which is the one that yes. I'm doing. Family Matters and that, like, they, they kind they of have a very. They were and also. I feel like that's the same singer. It's the same. It, it is not the same singer, but it is the. Uh, I think Alan Thicke wrote that song. Really? I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay, family this matters is one that four. we've actually done on the show before. Yes. Yes, already. Come on now. Duh. The Nanny. The Nanny, which is my favorite television theme song. So good. When we sang the whole thing. We did. Okay, what's this? That's Frasier. Nope. No. Whoa, stop. Recently acquitted. Oh, Cosby. Yeah. Duh. Oh, my God. Let's okay. talk about... No, we're not going to talk no, about Cosby. No, let's not. No. Duh. Saved by the Bell. Nope. What? <laughs> da, da, da. No. Oh, 90210. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep, uh, that's 30 Rock. Nailed it. Oh, Sex in the City. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Roseanne. Yep. Oh, my God, X-Files. Yes. Jesus, that took a while. Okay, this one has the name in the beginning, but let me see if you can get it right before. Uh, Simpsons. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I know. You did really well. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the the theme songs are so important. They are. I mean, it. They, for the most part, uh, I think that they need. They they are the thing that I always like love the most about like like the beginning of it got me so amped for a show. Yeah. You know, like I was just when I was doing some research, I was uh uh thinking about one particular one that I'm not going to talk about, but uh, it went through a few, like, different versions of it, and so many, like, theme songs kind of evolve mm-hmm. over time. Like, there's a few uh, the ones they that I'm going to They get a little remixed. Uh, this is the one that I was going to talk about, but I just want to play it just because I, I want to. Eat to the... Eat to the... Love in the morning, new day is gone and it's me, it's me. Not realizing my responsibilities. It's me, my best friends always on my mind. I gotta need down the mind. I gotta do what I gotta do. Gotta move on. Is this actually a Rodney Jenkins production or is it a bootleg Rodney Jenkins production? I feel like it's a bootleg Rodney Jenkins production. I always call that show Mota the. I don't even call it Moesha. I had this one moment, I remember it was probably one of the first times I ever smoked weed that I laughed about the name Moesha for probably (laughs) 30 minutes because I just thought it was really funny. I was like, Ah. if you just think about the name Moesha. (laughs) Now I am. You know, it's funny. It's like (laughs) Moesha. It's like a female like version a, of the name Mo. Mo. That's it. <laughs> like Mo's Tavern. Yeah, exactly. Moesha's Tavern. This is Moesha's Tavern. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that went through like three different versions uh, yeah. over the course of the show. It got um, a little update. It got a little update. But 
I'm not going to talk about the Moesha theme song. I just wanted to play it because it's super important. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like television theme songs, I mean, they are always such a big part of the show for a good chunk for most of the TV, for a lot of the TV shows, I think the theme song was just an introduction to like what the subject matter of the show was, set the tone really for it. Um, and whether it be, um, actually I remember, cause I was looking up, I was thinking about the Fraser theme song too. Uh, mm-hmm. cause was, you know, that toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Which is Kelsey which Grandma is, singing, right? No, it's some other dude. Um, I always thought it was him. But apparently the toss salad and scrambled eggs was talking about people's mental health. Cause he was like a, a radio therapist or whatever. And that people's brains were like toss salad and scrambled eggs. Um, which was interesting. Um, but anyhow, so it's not about eating booties. It's not about eating booties, which is <laughs> disappointing news to me. <laughs> disappointing to say the least. Um, so how should we like? Well, let's. I mean, we each picked like a handful of. We picked them. a handful of songs. Um, why don't you just? Get, we'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, also, actually, I don't. Did you pick an bad, just, a bad one? No, no, no. Oh, did you pick a bad one? Yeah, didn't we say we were gonna do like one that was like one that we don't like? Oh, if we, I mean, it's, it's fine. I think the one that I, that I'm picking is like is like a multitude of yeah. sins. It covers it covers both of a us. lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think so. Um, so the one that I'm gonna do first is uh, uh, I mentioned it already. It was the uh, for Family Matters, the Family Matters theme song. Great theme I song. I love this theme song. Uh, it's funny that the original theme song for the show Family Matters was actually "It's a Wonderful World" by uh, Louis Armstrong. Weird. Uh, yeah, there's uh, and there was also like some. I didn't know this either. From the first season of uh, Family Matters, the Judy who was you know removed in season four. Was actually played by a completely different, suspiciously. She was the little daughter. The littlest daughter, the yeah, one that was written the, off in like season four. Because she was the auntie's. Wasn't she the auntie's no, no, daughter? No, no. She was the little sister. She was the little sister. She was just written off. She was just written off. She's the one who did porno. She was the one that did porno, yeah. How was she just written off? She just was. She didn't get the numbers. And just again, won. another thing, uh, <laughs> case in point, uh, just, just like. She totally got like a uh, dark skin outvibed after that show. I, I don't mm, think that she bring... was. No, they no. Because the funny thing is, she was a replacement dark for this suspiciously outfit. biracial girl who was in the first season as Judy. So she got reverse dark skin. She got reverse dark skin outvibed. So she would. She was a replacement for the clearly biracial girl who had no place in that family. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, she was the Lisa Bonet. She was the Lisa Bonet, and everyone was like. Mm, you know, <laughs> um, speaking, of, I mean, like, I love the Cosby show, but Lisa and what was the oldest daughter, Sandra? Yes, like, Sandra. I just, can we, do we always just, like, in the 90s, everyone wanted us to suspend belief that yeah. some, like, very clearly biracial person came from two very black individuals. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love for there to have been, like, a, because I remember. You in, know why? I'm sure because the, the casting directors were white. Yeah, they're And like, oh, the producers black. are yeah. white, and all the TV ne- network executives we're are white. white. And they're like, yeah, I yeah, mean. Yeah, it works. Yeah. It's whatever. But, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? The, um, like, in The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, when they replaced Dark Skin on Viv with Light Skin on Viv, like, I remember the episode when. Oh, when I, the, the Dark Skin on Viv was the best. She was absolutely the best. I mean, 
it 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 still angers me that they replaced her with, with this, like a like, gentler, softer homemaker when yeah. she was like a a badass executive, so just like killing shit. I was just like, why would you like? I don't know. Anyways, um, so I'm gonna get off of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Family Matters. Uh, so the song that uh, ended up becoming like really well known for it was the song uh, that became their theme song in the second season, which was Days Go By, um, and I'm gonna play that now. It's one of my favorites. It's so I good. Think it's that's how you. That's how you know. That's how you knew it was Friday. That's how you exactly. You knew it was like okay, the weekend was about to be, about to be popping because uh, <laughs> that song comes on and you're just like, all right, shit, it's that's how we do this. It's Friday. All right, this is. <laughs> hey. hey, it's a rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and condition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic proof. Inside these tents of walls Cause all I see Is the tower of dreams Real love bursting out of every scene Days go by We're gonna fill our house with happiness Days ain't right So we'll smother the bruise with tenderness Yes, all day. Hi so. guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could, you looked really confused was, for a second. Because I was like, it sounded like it was a uh, the video was playing. And I was like, what? <laughs> it just. Did you think was, I was no? I was Steve like, thought it was like, yeah, no, I thought it was like a weird voice that just popped up. I was like, what? Where's that coming from? Anyway, so <sighs> days go by. It's written by Jesse Frederick. Bennett Salve and Scott Rome and performed by Jesse Frederick. Um, it was, uh, like I said, used until 1995 uh, in season seven and only one episode during the final three seasons because it was just, they just didn't do a theme song. They're just like, eh, we don't care anymore. Oh, they just cut it out? Yeah, they just cut it out and all together. Um, so it uh, obviously became synonymous with the show. Family Matters, if you don't know what Family Matters is, I don't want to know you. Um, <laughs> but just to give you a quick rundown, if you've never seen the show, uh, it's about a uh, like a middle-class uh, black family in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Carl Winslow's the dad. Uh, he's a police, he's a police officer. officer. Who loves hey, donuts. Loves donuts. Um, he's kind of the black Chief Wiggum. He really is a black <laughs> Chief Wiggum. Um, I would love... I mean... No, I wouldn't. I'm not even gonna say that. Like for a reboot? I just no. I want to wreck a reboot. Well, he's dead. He is dead. Um, and as is uh, Myra uh, Butros Butros. What was Myra's last name? Myra Butros Butros. Oh yeah, she, I mean, died. she died. Oh yeah, the auntie. Like, no, 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 not the auntie. Like uh, Waldo Geraldo Faldo's girlfriend, Myra. Oh, she died. Yeah, I think from like lupus or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. It's oh, a bummer. That's a shame. Yeah, it was like in the nineties too. Um, but uh, what was it? Also, the aunt is dead. Is she? I'm pretty sure. I remember Damn. her dying. Yeah. Shit. Everybody's gone. Unless I'm um, Mandela-ing that one. Mandela-ing. You know what's crazy, too, with uh, Family Matters? That by the last three seasons, like, Steve was the main character. Oh, yeah. And nobody, like, everybody else was kind of, like, around every once in a while. He was the ratings magic. Which is crazy. Um, he, he went to so my middle popular. school. Really? Yeah. No way. I mean, he's a bit older, so yeah. he wasn't there. But I remember all the kids were like, yeah, Steve Urkel went to the school. And it was like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's about that, and then obviously Harriet Winslow. Yes, um, mom, uh, she was a strong, she was woman. strong black woman. The show was actually based off of uh, was a spinoff of her character from Two Two Seven. Oh with, wow! Also had a phenomenal theme song. Great theme song. Um, no, that's a lie. It is not Two Two Seven. Perfect Strangers. That's what she was on. Oh, I don't know. Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers was the one with like the with like Balky and what's his fuck. It was the it was also based in Chicago. She was an elevator operator. Yeah, she was an elevator operator on that show, and then um, she got fired from being an elevator operator there, and then became like a. That used to be a job. That used to be a thing that people did, like make an elevator go up and down. Can you imagine? That was Crazy. like a full-time job. Um, anyhow, bring back our jobs. Bring back our jobs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the Family Matters theme song. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I had to play it just because uh, it is fucking rock solid. But it um, it uh, will go down in history as a jam. It's, a, it's, it's, a it's one of the ones I thought of, too, and mm-hmm. it's like so memorable. I kind of suspected that you might pick it. I love that one. Um, it's a great theme song. I think it would be uh, irresponsible to talk about TV theme songs without talking about this song because it's, um, well. No one told you that was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your love lies to your way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear And when it hasn't been your day Or even your year I'll be there for you I'll be there for you I'll be there for you The radio radio version. version. So, I mean, it's embarrassing on so many levels. Yep. Um, But so, I mean, how do you even talk about this subject without that song? Um, And there's a number of reasons why. Because this song is hugely, wildly successful. This is one of the only TV theme songs that, like, sold a boatload of copies, mm -hmm. charted all around the world. I mean, whoever wrote that song, I mean, is... Paid. Oh, they're so paid. You, Friends I mean, must be the most syndicated show without a doubt. In the world. Without a doubt, steady paycheck. Steady. I'm sure there's still like six figure checks from that. I mean, cheese, bacon, and avocado on all. You can their have burgers. avocado on everything, everything three times a day, all day. Up charges. Um, Go for it. It was co-written by David Crane and Marta Kaufman, who's actually one of uh, Kaufman's husband. <clears throat> Marta Kaufman was one of the producers on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was performed by the band The Rembrandts. 
And it was originally just recorded as a one minute long theme song and then was later re-recorded and extended as a three minute pop song. Um, That show was so popular. That show was so popular. And it's when my boyfriend is not home, I watch it. Yeah. And then when he comes home, I'm like embarrassed because it's like notorious white nonsense. It's, it is peak white nonsense. Yeah. I just, I just started watching. It's uh, so oh, good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I watched it, I guess, because when I was a kid and I'd see it on television, I just wasn't necessarily like vibing with it because like, this is not my story. But um, it's so corny older, and it's so white. I just started watching it like last year, like for real, because I was, I like my, uh, a lot of my good friends are like huge friends friend, like fans yeah including some family members as well and i just never really got it and i was like let me just like dig into this as an adult and it's just funny because like i remember when i was a kid i thought like chandler was a really annoying person which he is he's very annoying but like i all of a sudden finally understood his humor as an adult i was like ah i get it now i i never Neuroses. really yeah yeah and then also uh <laughs> I, I'm a Phoebe, personally. Yeah, I feel like I'm probably a Phoebe as well. I'm definitely... Because everyone else there is pretty crazy. I mean, Ross is a sociopath. Uh, yeah. And, like, absolutely probably one of the worst television characters of all time, in my opinion. He's awful. Just a horrible human being. Uh, and... He should have been on Seinfeld. He should have been on Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just... It's crazy how terrible of a person that guy was. And I got into an argument with with my good friend Jessica about it. She's like, no, 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 he's not terrible. He's not terrible. And I was like, yes, yes, he is. I mean, I've only watched three seasons of the show, but I already know that he's crazy uh, and manipulative. But I don't want to get into that too much. <laughs> Yeah, let's not. Um, <laughs> but the song, I mean, it charted at num. It was a number one Billboard Hot 100 hit That's song. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and it charted number three in Australia, um, in the UK, number three. I mean, it was it's um it was a smash hit. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I'm always trying to convince Zion to watch it. Because he like, because he does he loves there's some certain white nonsense that he really loves. I mean we all like love Frasier. Yeah. I love Cheers. He loves yeah. Frasier. And I'm always telling him how good the writing on Friends is. Yeah. It is it is I am I I will say that I do think it is a good show, whereas I did not think so beforehand. Um so uh he should get into it. Maybe we'll just like surprise him with like a friend. He did promise to watch two episodes, so I have to just carefully select which ones. Oh wow. Maybe you can help. Um, okay, so anyway, that's that's my yeah. first theme song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know why I always feel like I have to justify um, my love for friends. <laughs> you really do. I've, you've been I'm so, insecure about you it. You really are, because I'm like, look, you don't have to convince me, but you always get into this like passionate defense of friends. <laughs> like, I think because I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that, that I love it. <laughs> But I do. You know what? I love Friends. It's I hey. watch it when I when I'm sick and I feel um, alone. Alone. Do your thing. I mean, like live your truth, girl. Like hey. all all day. I mean, the theme song that I'll do then um, that uh, I think is <sighs> how do I want to like put this one um, is uh, well. I mean, I don't know if you're part of my generation. You know it. You love it. It's 
we start the show? Five minutes. Five minutes till we start yes. the show. Five minutes till the show starts. Three minutes. Three minutes to show. All cast to stage. You're out of minutes. I'm the man. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready, Ready yet? Get, get set. set. It's all that. Hey. An introduction before I blow your mind The show is all of that And yes, we do it all the time So sit your booty on the floor Or in the chair Or the limit air Just don't go nowhere We all of that We're entertaining you We all of that My bossy and my crew We all of that So sit still Cause we're coming right Okay. Oh, Nickelodeon in the 90s was so good. Unstoppable. <laughs> um, so that is a theme song to the timeless, timeless classic, all that. Um, so good. Which did, I kind of felt really old in the fact that I distinctly remember watching the first episode of all that because I was really excited about it. And it uh, aired in 1994. Who was the musical guest? Um, it was... If you look at the musical guests on there, they're literally Entirely R and B and hip hop. Yeah, the, so I was reading in uh, up it's like about Aaliyah, um, uh, Jade, Jade, Brandy, <laughs> TLC. Obviously, sang the theme song there. Immature, Coolio, Soul for Real, Faith Evans, uh, Naughty by Nature, Monifa. Like, yes, Monifa. Everybody. Um, so obviously, all that uh, was a sort of like kid sketch comedy show that debuted in '94 on Nickelodeon. Um, the uh, theme song was sung again by TLC, featuring a hot ass verse by Left Eye. Yes, uh, R.I.P. Um, it was actually written, uh, co-written, and produced by this guy named Arnold Hennings. Um, Arnold like worked with a shit ton of people back in the nineties. One Twelve, Monica, TLC, Cleopatra. Do you remember them? Oh, wait, oh, do yeah, I we, ever? We, we talked about Cleopatra. I love Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, Cleopatra, coming at ya. Cleopatra, coming at ya. Yeah, that was the shit. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Little, Diddy, wow. everybody he worked with. Uh, Paula Abdul, Curtis Mayfield, even. Um, um, so yeah, he he uh, wrote the theme song for that show. Uh, the great thing about all that in general is. Um, and there are so many like great clips of all that on YouTube available right now too, which is crazy. There's like a couple channels that I found that have like all like tons and tons of musical performances from uh, all that. Mm. And I firmly believe that like all that is really responsible for like how like you know the millennial generation like has an appreciation for R and B mm. and hip hop more so than than I think. Uh, than ever before why it's kind of become so much more pervasive whether it becomes like you know with electronic music but mm-hmm. like everyone listens to it yeah because like we all grew up watching this show which which put like all that in front of us you know like yeah. the reason why like i mean monica was on there um brandy everyone that we kind of mentioned already um and the show was very That's intentional about bringing uh that sound to uh, the general public, yeah, um, they wanted they and wanted. And the cast was so diverse. The cast on was that. very diverse. Um, 
and also atten- intentionally so they wanted it to be reflective of their audience. They were actually even I was reading something about the way that the show was actually even created that they didn't even want to write anything until they cast they cast the show to see like what these people's like strengths were. They didn't want to like sort of subscribe them to anything other than like where what their strengths were as performers. Uh, which is kind of unprecedented for when it comes to kids' television to like really allow kids to sort of explore improv and there comedy. There was some real breakouts. Yeah, some real. I mean, obviously Keenan, uh, who's um, Amanda Bynes, Amanda who's Bynes, getting well. Who's getting well. I just saw an interview of, with her. She Do looks remember great. Nick Cannon was Nick on Cannon there. Nick Cannon was on there. Um, My Gabriel, personal Gabriel favorite. Gabriel Iglesias was on there too, which was crazy. Oh yeah. Um, who was um, your personal favorite? Lori Beth Denberg. Lori Beth Denberg. Yes. She was funny. She was so fucking funny. Where is she? Can we get... I don't know. We need to get her back. Get her yeah. a show, like a Showtime show or something like that. I need to, I need Lori Beth back in my life. Um, but yeah, tons of people on there. Um, Jamie Lynn Spears uh, was on there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember going to the All That Music and More festival and I think it was like 1998. Wow! Uh, and it was everything. They were doing a um, a like nationwide casting search for like new cast members, and I had it like made up in my mind that that was my that was destiny. Your future. I was like, this is this is God's calling on my <laughs> life. This is mine. I'm gonna take it. Um, oh, you would have been good on that. I would have been great you on been there. Really good on that. Uh, but I think I had a fantasy of being on that show too. I mean, it was so relatable. It was like so relatable. It was kind of everything that I love, which is like being ridiculous mm-hmm. and music. And music. That's it. Yeah, it was. It was such a good show for our generation to have, yeah. uh, and just like. Not only like having like for kids to like see other kids doing something that's really fucking fun and really cool, and not like. And you knew that it was coming from them, too. It wasn't, like, yeah. so much of everything else, which is, like, so very, like, known that it's written by adults and, for, and like, you know, to be, like, these, like, lessons. It felt that like they had ownership over Of it. what they were yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's on, it's been, did I tell you I was watching it? It's Yeah, it's on, like, the, they have, like, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon like, Rewind. Teen. Oh, Teen, or, teen Nick or whatever? Yeah. Um, so I've been actually watching it, but it's impossible to find a torrent of it, or it's not yeah. on, like, any of the, like... Piratey it's on YouTube. Places. There's so many of them on YouTube. Oh, they're on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Um, anyhow, um, yeah. All that is. Uh, it's all that. It's all that. I mean, that theme song was. Which definitely also all that, that needs to come back as a as a phrase. Yeah, that ain't, it ain't all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to also play um, one additional sort of theme song as a as a as a capstone to this one because. The show Keenan and Kel was a spinoff of yes, not necessarily a spinoff, but responsible like well, all that was responsible for it. Uh, he's on some like Disney Channel show right now. I think I'm pretty sure he is. Like a I don't know, is iCarly still a thing? He's I like don't on know. something. <laughs> um, but this is a Keenan and Kel theme song, and it is the shit. Yes. The homeboys and homegirls, it's time for Keenan and Kel To keep you laughing in the afternoon And don't touch that dial or need the room Cause they always in the summer front And you don't wanna miss it It's double K like to the good ladies Keenan and Kel Should I say Kel and Keenan Cause they gotta watch Keenan Cause Keenan be scheming with a player on top Cause they can tell the top Really? Cause they always this ain't the Hardy Boys or a Nancy Drew mystery. It's just Keen and Kale in your vicinity, like Six Street and Royer, Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem, or Penn and Teller. Somebody's in trouble. 
Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. I love this show. It was really great because uh, it kind of like it. It. I think a lot of like even shows like Key and Peele take a lot of cues from Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, that show was like, I mean. Obviously, like Keenan's, like you know, Mr. SNL. I don't think he'll ever not be on that show. He, I think he left. No, they would have had like a whole like goodbye segment if that were the case. Why did I hear that he was leaving the show? Oh, this yeah, because Keenan now is like the longest running cast member on SNL in the history. This is his fifteenth season, uh, and. Is he you know, still on it? He's still on there. They yeah. just lo- three people left. Yeah, he's still Bobby on there. Bobby Moynihan, Vanessa Bayer, and Sashir Zamata. Okay, so yeah. he's still in it. He's still on there. There was a really great article I saw on Medium Damn, about show for fifteen years. Ever. But everyone, it, it's crazy because I mean, really, if you think about it, like I don't think there's been anyone in the history of that show that's been a more like key he's a sketch comedy player. Like, yeah. He is one of those people that can literally do and be anybody. You don't get tired of him either. You know, like, I've never gotten tired of Keenan Thompson. Not yeah. once. He's so fucking He's funny. He's a staple. Um, I mean, from his, like, Al Sharpton to Steve Harvey. Um, Bill Cosby. He's like, man, that what up with that guy? Yeah. I mean, I fucking love. What's up with that? Lindsay <laughs> um, Buckingham. Yeah. It's so, it's never gets old. Um, but, yeah, so that's, those are, those are the ones I want to do because... Hell yeah, it's Nickelodeon in the 90s. It's so perfect. good. Yeah, Nickelodeon in the 90s was very um, formative. Do you remember Pete and Pete? That show was, was so very, weird. It was very weird. Also, the one of the kids from Pete and Pete was on all that. Danny Tamborelli. Kids TV in the 90s was like very, very weird. It was very weird. Um, and I think it honestly makes sense when you think of like how weird shit looks now yeah like um i mean in general like like style style wise but like i walked past top shop the other day from the haircut to the shoes to the t-shirt to everything it was literally a picture of me yeah. at 10 years old <laughs> i was like wow wow these like, floppy curtains with a tie-dye kids. turtleneck long sleeve under a weird t-shirt of course and that like, wow, somehow, like, that. yeah, everyone did. I, I never really thought that the 90s would, like, come back, like... So late. So, not even just so late, but so literally. So, exactly. Like, it's not, it's not even, a, like, a like a, a an interpretation of it. It is a it's direct literal. copy of the 90s. Like, everything that people, like, the kids are wearing now. It's just yeah. like, did you just, like, went into my closet, like, when I was 10 years old and took everything, uh, and... Yeah. That's fine, but That's like super weird. Make it a little bit better or something. I don't know. So I went with an, another '90s moment too, um, which I mean, this is just one of my favorite TV mm-hmm. theme songs ever. And actually, this song is being relaunched. Is it? Um, yeah, they're gonna make a new. Um, I think with all the original cast too. Ooh. Yes. Oh my god! If this show comes back. Instrumental. Oh, this is the end True credits. You're not like we type like glue. <laughs> That's why. Uh. <laughs> Here we check, go. Check, check it out. Hey. Living, oh, single. Living, 
keep your head up, my hope. We got a right. To my left and my right, we tight like glue. Sing out. I miss kind of I'm glad I got my girls. You know what I just decided right now? I know what, what my Halloween costume is. Maxine. Maxine Yes! Shaw, Maxine was my favorite. She <laughs> Maxine is was my the favorite. Best. Yeah, Maxine was the best. So, um, um, God, I fucking love Living Single. I've been watching that show so a good. lot over the last couple of years, like whatever I can find online. Yeah. Um, and, or if I'm like it, traveling for work and it's on TV almost always, which is great. Um, it's just, it's timeless. It's perfect. It's like, you know, fuck your sex in the city. Like, Living Single's where it's at. Like, that was like the proto. I feel like Living Sing- like, Sex and City well, was basically a direct rip Friends off of that Friends was show. kind of basically a rip, rip off on, of that, yeah. on Living Single, if you mm-hmm. think about it. Because Living- Friends came out the year later. Yeah. Um, you know, you know how white people do. <laughs> Always late to the 40. Women do and don't regret it. <laughs> um. <sighs> So, yeah, so it was written and performed by Queen Latifah, Miss Dana Owens, who was, who was on the show. And yes. it was just like... Khadijah. Yeah, it was just like they all had such distinct identities and mm-hmm. characters. And it was just like a full range of women. Yeah. And it was just a great show. And so the, it is coming back. I did not know it's coming back. Like, in what way? Like, tell me everything you um, know. In January 2017, Queen Latifah reported that a revision of Living Single is in the works with the original cast oh and that God. she plans to serve as producer. <sighs> so I think it's uh, it's early days. But it's exciting. I think oh it's the perfect God. time for the show to come back. Absolutely. And I wonder what they'll do with the theme song when they give it a little reboot, a little remix. A remix. Hopefully not too Nothing too crazy, but, like, absolutely. I'd love, like, a, a nice little refresh. I, I, um... I I did not know that, that was happening. I'm very excited about it, um, especially the fact that everyone's gonna come back. Yes. Um, do you think like I'm trying to remember how the show ended? I cannot wait to see your Maxine. My Maxine shot because you know yes. it's gonna be on point too. Yes, that little braided wig. bob. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like a really great like shoulder padded like power suit. A serious power Hell suit. You yeah. could probably use your Grace Jones suit. I probably could. Some kitten heels maybe. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> but uh, the I fucking love it. Just really single. set the tone for the show. I was singing the other Which day. Is what a great theme song! It's does. a good one. But do you remember the jingles that that Khadija was working on the show? One for like a toothpaste, <laughs> yes. block toothpaste, block toothpaste. The proof is in your smile. <laughs> ah. I love that show. Um, shit. Is, do they have that anywhere? Like, it's not streaming. I think I looked for it's, it in I the past. Just, I just YouTube. watched it on YouTube. That's it. I feel like you can get all of your 90s black comedies on, on YouTube, YouTube. And that's basically it. I mean, that's where I watch Martin at, mm. um, which uh, needs to be released on something. Like, Hulu, Netflix, seriously. Yeah. Like, why are all, all the UPN shows at? Where's, uh, yes. you know, where's uh, the Parkers? I don't have any Sister Sister there's no Sis- half and half. Uh, yeah, I, think, I mean, they play Sister um, Sister reruns a lot on like Fuse and yeah. other channels. So I can't catch stream that. it anywhere. That's true. You can't stream it. Um, that was another great theme song. I mean, there's so many great theme songs. Sister Sister. Sister Sister. Never know how much I missed you. Living in the family tree. Something that's me. 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, I will do next. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, the one that I'm going to do now um, is uh, probably my fa- my fa- my fa- my favorite. Uh, my fa- um theme song on here not my favorite one what am i talking about this is one of the good ones it actually went it was sung nine different times throughout the history of this show um and uh yeah uh and it was i I think the it was crazy because the show only had seven seasons so um (laughs) so that's more catch that tea somebody fucked it up (laughs) show me that smile show me that smile don't waste another It's such, uh, it is such a hopeful song. I put, included this song because I think when I was 13, uh, this show, they started playing it, on, or 12 or 13, they started playing it at Nick at Night, which is when I got into oh, it. Oh, yeah. And I was fucking obsessed with Growing Pains. I watched it every night uh, for probably two years. Um, uh, so that, obviously that's the theme song uh, for Growing Pains. Pains. It sounds like a sort of like love lift us up. It really vibe. is. It's that optimistic key change climbing, like yeah. epic. Like you have to like hold each other and sway as you sing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's called As Long As We've Got Each Other. Uh, the song is written by is it John. written Carol Bay Sega? No, <laughs> it's written by John Bettis, uh, who is behind a lot of big hits. He wrote Yesterday, Once More, and Goodbye to Love by The Carpenters, Human Nature by Michael. Uh, wow. Crazy for You by Madonna. Oh, great um, songs. Yeah, he... Um, I'm crazy for you. Good one. Uh, I mean, he also did... Um, it was composed by Stephen Dorff, um, who did Through the, the Years... The actor? By, not Stephen. That's st- like Stephen with a PH is the is the actor. This is Stephen Dorff. Steve Dorff. S-T-E-V-E. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Stephen had like a an early... He was like, like five years a, old. A, t- like like... a child career as like a, a prodigy in the production game. Uh, he got bored and just moved into D-list movies. Um, but uh, so he uh, did Kenny Rogers of the Year uh, and then also wrote the theme song for another classic television show, Murphy Brown, uh, oh, which was... Yeah. Uh, my my mom loved Murphy Brown. That was yeah, it was a bit. That was like an adult show. That was an adult show. That wasn't like necessarily. I mean, I liked an adult show too, but like that I was always like, drawn to her. Yeah, she was a very like, she had such a great like calming like. Yes. She was always super chill and just like kind of like a boss. Well, she obviously was the boss, but like she was the boss. Just I saw her at the airport when I was like twelve, and I was Candace. like. Yeah, Candace Cameron, yeah, Candace Burgess, Burgess, yeah, Burgess, Virgin, or something like that. Candace Burgess. Um, 
It's crazy when you think that, like, the 90s had so many, like, shows with women and, like, kind of, like, positions of power uh, that don't necessarily... That are not necessarily... women. They're not a thing here. Uh, like, now... I don't know if there's, like, very many shows where... Nowadays, where it's, like, uh, a largely all-female cast anymore. Outside of Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's not Tale. on, like, um, network, uh, network television. television. Also, network television is just really struggling, I think, to be relevant. Yeah. There's not a if lot of... If it's not of... reality television, people don't want to watch it, usually, if it's on network TV. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I watch on network television is Survivor. Which I don't even know why you watch that. I love Survivor. I got really into MasterChef Junior this year. But that's not network. Yeah, is it? That's cable. No, is it? It's like the Food Network. No, it's all like on NBC or something. Oh, like is that. it? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I just watch it on like Hulu because mm. I don't have a TV. But um, anyhow, um, like I said, it's been it was redone a million times, nine different times. Uh, there, the main one, the one that I played, is the one by B.J. Thomas and Jennifer Warnes. Uh, and you know Jennifer Warnes from mm. that I've Had Time of My Life song. From, yes, uh, exactly, yeah. which kind of sounds a bit like that song. Like that song, because it was basically, I think it was kind of made in the same exact vein. But uh, Wait, they had how Dusty. how many nine versions? Can I hear another one of the versions? Yeah, Just there's a, a Dusty Springfield version. What? Yeah. Wow. Here we go. The music won't skip a beat. No ads, all summer long. Oh my god. This is a Dusty Springfield version? Yeah. It was only used in season four. It sounds like a Katy Perry song. And then they changed it back to the original. Those sort of like mature male singing voices, they were all over the theme songs. Yeah, they were. That was like 12,000 packs of cigarettes into her career. I mean... Absolutely. She just, that was, you could barely hear her in that song. Between show those, me that smile. Show me that smile. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's a very memorable theme song. So I love that one. Uh, Growing Pains, that 80s if corniness. you don't know, is that TV show that was on television uh, of a family of five. And then uh, there was the addition of a, a very young oh, Leonardo Leo DiCaprio. DiCaprio who showed up. Yes. For Michael that. J. Fox. Every show had like an addition of a new kid like at, in like the middle of the run. I don't know like why. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Fresh Prince when they add a little Nicky. Oh yeah. Um, when on Family Matters when they added 3J for oh, yeah. no real reason. <laughs> um, or... I mean, um, Raven, Raven on the Cosby Show, there, but she yeah. was a great addition. She was a great because addition. she was such a great. She was child a great actress. child actress. Um, the end. The. End. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw that she's got a a, a, a sort of follow up to that's so Raven that's coming out. 
called Raven's House. Where she was like a 12-year-old auntie. Essentially, <laughs> we're supposed to suspend belief and believe that Raven has a 12-year-old child. That essentially means that... And also, like, I'm pretty sure that that's where Raven went off the air maybe, like, 12 years ago. So I assume that... <laughs> She immediately got. I wonder. I just want to watch the first episode just to explain like her teenage pregnancy and why it was covered up on the show, and everything else because it doesn't make any sense for her to have a like. I want to know kid who's like who requested the show. I don't know either. Because in general, like, I feel like everyone that maybe watched that. I mean, granted, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people around age 25 that you know have young children, but not children that I feel like are young enough to like. Or old enough to like appreciate this spinoff show, and then her, their parents also appreciate it. It's just unnecessary, and nobody asked for it. Now, yeah. granted, I can't really talk much because I'm a big fan of Fuller House, and I know that people don't get that, and it's really suspect. But I like a redo when it's when it, when it's like because Fuller House is just properly campy and like over the yes. top and stupid, and they fu- and, and they kept that and they kept it as such. But when you look at like the girl meets world type things, yeah, that's weird. Where it's just like, mm, I'm necessarily see. This need is that. another. I want to take it back to the white nonsense conversation mm-hmm. we had earlier because, um, you know, Zion so adamantly will not watch Friends. Mm-hmm. But I came home one day on a Friday when Fuller House came out, and he was three episodes into it. Oh, Fuller House is. I think that that I think Full House just kind of transcended race in the '90s. Like that was like because it was Full House step by step and and. Uh, Family Matters that were like the TGIF like yeah. lineup, and, and then they added Boy Meets World after that. Yes. Um, oh my god, I love Boy Meets World. That was a good theme song too. Yes. I didn't even think about that one. Boy I mean, there's so World, many. Boy Meets Saved World. by the Bell. Yep. Also great. Um, okay, so that was my song. Um, I'll be done with this. Great choice. Thanks. <clears throat> um. Okay, this is probably, I would say, out of all the TV theme songs in time and space. Um, this is my favorite to sing along to. Mm-hmm. I think I know what this is. Uh-oh. <laughs> At least I hope I know what it is. Is Mercury in retrograde? I mean, when isn't it? If it's not that, it's probably Venus or something that's fucking with everything. Being a friend Traveling down the road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant And if you threw a party And invited everyone You would see the biggest The biggest Thank you for being a friend. You have to play uh, the gospel remix version of it. <laughs> it's just, you know why it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a really well written song, but mm-hmm. I just think she has like such a lovely voice. A beautiful voice. Such a great tone, it's control. So, it's, it's just very flawless. It's very effortless. It's effortless. It's just so good. It's so good. It's also just a great song. Uh, it's fun to sing, uh, and goddamn, it's a good show too. But. So someone remixed it as like a gospel version, and it's just—I like mean, it's so few good. Years back, and it's, yeah, it's important. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 
So um, one thing, oh, and also I love Golden Girls. It's just Who it's one of the best written shows. The time. characters are so incredible, Perfect. and I'm so glad they released that on Hulu. On Hulu, yes. Um, I got heavily into that for it's like so good. a few weeks. Um, I remember getting the characters like <laughs> the, the shade. The shade. Just, I mean, that is like a masterclass in shade. I, I want to know Arthur's character. Arthur's character. I wonder how much like uh, was like controlled by them individually with their characters. I just felt like they embodied them so perfectly, you know? And like if did like you so know much that was written Betty White and Rue McClanahan actually were cast opposite in, like, in each other's really, characters. I can't yeah. imagine that. Can you imagine? I can't imagine it. So the song I didn't know was uh it was like it was a pre-existing song. It was a pre-existing condition. <laughs> um Thank You for Being a Friend is a song written by Andrew Gold. Mm-hmm. Um it was on his third album. It reached number 25 in the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1978. Mm-hmm. So it it was a fairly successful song. And let me just give you a little little taste. A morsel. This is Andrew Gold 1978. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, different key. Thank you for being a friend. Boom, 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 boom. Travel down a road and back again. Boom, 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 boom. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Boom. I'm not ashamed to say. I hope it always will stay this way. Extended verse. Yeah. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest, the biggest. So, yeah, it's not. I, Cynthia Fee re recorded it for the song, and I, I like her version better. Way better. It's Way like, better. It's, she sang that. She sang that. <laughs> I mean, you felt, I feel every time I said, like, oh, she really thinks I'm her friend. She does. Like, absolutely. I am her friend. I am her friend. Oh, <laughs> Thank God. you for Thank being you. a friend, Thank Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. <laughs> so, yeah. Just uh, outstanding. Outstanding. Um, okay, so the song, um, okay, so the song that I'm going to do now is um, actually a cover, um, and it is... Um, um, not only just one of my favorite covers, uh, which is the reason why I picked it, um, but um, it is, I think it was voted the second best rock and roll cover of all time by Rolling Stones magazine. Wow. Um, okay. What would you do mm, of if course. I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? 
Gracias, chao. Yeah, so yeah. that's uh, Joe Cocker's version of "With a Little Help by My From My Friends" by the Beatles, um, which was the uh, theme song for the Wonder Years, um, which is a great, great show. show. Great, 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 great show. Um, I remember like loving like just I love the opening credits. It's like a weird like super eight like, yeah, uh, like home, movies. home movies and um, uh, I. Uh, I that was like my song was my introduction to the Beatles like it was yeah. like that's how I remember talking to somebody I didn't even about, know it was even, the Beatles yeah. until later someone told me about it that it was the Beatles <laughs> and then after that I listened to the Beatles version which is actually worse in my opinion it's still a good song but it's Joe way, just like Joe made so much it his soul. own yeah it's a it's a very massive departure honestly from the original it's like a slower six eight meter it's different chords way lengthier than the real version of it. Um, he actually originally performed the f- song the first time in Woodstock in 1969, wow. uh, and it was actually included in the Woodstock documentary. Um, it obviously became more well known when it uh, when it debuted as the theme song for the Wonder Years. Um, but yeah, it was like I said, ranked number two, top best music covers of all time. Uh, they voted uh, the B- a BBC poll voted it the seventh best cover version ever. Um, wow. Uh, there is. Um, of, uh, the movie Across the Universe, which is, I love that movie. I know a lot of people had some weird issues with it, but, uh, It was, I think I was really stoned when I saw that movie, and yeah. I may need to watch, it, watch again. it again. I really, really, really liked Across or the maybe Universe. maybe I just felt like yeah. I was stoned. There's a really great It's cover. a trippy movie. It's really trippy. There's a really great cover of, um, um, Let It Be, with the gospel choir on that, that is, um, Heavy. It is such a good... I, I really like that. If you're not watching Cross, you need to see it, but Joe actually kind of pops up in there. Um, and his version, actually, of the song is was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2001. Um, it um, did actually chart as well, because it was very successful, as I said. Uh, it peaked at number 68 on the Hot 100, and this is actually years before it became uh, the... Uh, it peaked 20 years before it debuted as the theme song for uh, The Wonder Years. Um, so it was around for a while, um, and the, but really just kind of became known as the theme song for The Wonder Years because yeah. it just that show was so popular. Yeah. Okay, so um, okay, so for my next one, this is just, I think, one of the most tasteful TV theme songs. No. Just kidding. I was just trolling for a second. I didn't pick that. Oh, God. I was about to say. No. Um, the next one I actually picked is, is an instrumental. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... Um, it won a Grammy. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's... It's not only is it the theme song of the show, but it's a theme that's... Actually, there's two parts to this, because it, it, it was a theme that opened the show, but it plays throughout the show re- repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And um, it is the Twin Peaks theme song. Oh, great. Falling. Mm-hmm. 
actually picked this song too. You did? I did. so good I like the version with the lyrics too oh but that was never the one that was on the the Julie Cruz version was on the show oh was it on the show Mm -hmm. only like it wasn't on like every episode but it did debut with the show Um, oh let's hear that one because it's one of the few songs that at least sorry I just realized I'm like far away from the microphone (laughs) Um, one of the I actually like that song a lot, which is funny because I never, I've still only watched a single episode of, <laughs> of uh, Twin Peaks, and I need to get into it. I the first season is amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna rewatch it, um, hopefully soon. Again, it's like really weird. Like the '90s mm-hmm. had some super weird shows. So great. Yeah, so actually I was just reading it was not on the show at all. It was just on the show's soundtrack. It was on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a big hit apparently. Um, but the composer, um, Angelo Badalamenti, he um really cool Italian dude. And there's like a couple of great videos of him talking about the theme song. Yeah. yeah. Writing it mm-hmm. and like what was his inspiration and how he was sitting with David Lynch and David Lynch was like describing the characters in the show and he just like he's like and I just started playing this one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it won a Grammy yes for in 1981 Grammy Award for Best Pop Instrumental Performance which is pretty sick that is pretty sick um, yeah what did, what did you th- I mean what were the reasons I why you put it I liked it a lot um, because I got really into the Twin Peaks soundtrack even though I had not watched a television show because I do things like that mm-hmm. um, and I always just really like dug just the the sound um, yeah that like it's just really slow and peaceful and like just really beautiful yeah um, and I don't think you necessarily need to be a fan of the show specifically to enjoy it because it's just a really beautiful track it's very soothing it's very calming which is funny because i remember when i watched the tv the show, show it's pretty dark it's pretty dark uh and i was also kind of funny yeah i mean again i've only watched a single episode of it and that was like 10 years ago but maybe this, but this the theme song plays like there's pretty much two main themes and they will come in at any time mm-hmm. which kind of made it a little bit like a soap opera in a way because mm-hmm. there's like a couple pieces in each soap that just yeah. repeat yeah and this was the other theme it was laura palmer's theme and it starts out really dark and then it gets into this sort of like uplifting epic mm-hmm. um 
Yes. It's so good, and it would just come in probably like three times in an episode. Yeah. dramatic. It really is. the show it's great it's great again it's just funny to me that i like know that soundtrack so well despite having never watched that it's show. a great soundtrack it's so and they good reissued it on vinyl they did i think last year and that's another one of those shows too that has like a rabid fan base mm-hmm. it's funny i had uh some of my very very best friends when i was a kid were super into it and i just never really felt the need to do that and I don't know why. It just it's kind of like with with me and Lost, for example. Like I just never felt the need to watch it. I never watched Lost. Yeah. Um That was and, when I was pretty much living in the club. <laughs> the club. And that was how I never saw any shows from That's why I don't know any shows from, from the like 2000s. The, the mid aughts You're yeah. just like, I don't know. That that wasn't of my interest. Um okay. Um shit. How many songs are we at now? Well, that was my fourth one. Okay. What have I done? Did all that growing pains, um, family matters, wonder years. Okay, so my fifth and final one, which was actually going to be that one that you just did. So I'm going to switch it up, and um, shit, which one should I do? I mean, I feel like. I'm going to do, oh, that's one. Uh, that's the last one I'm going to do. The one that I hate. Okay. The, the television theme song I dislike the most. Uh, this could largely be, I know I've, I've never liked it ever, um, and maybe it's so fresh on my mind because I just started watching the new season of this show, um, but uh, here we go. Oh my God, the, the animals. Drive, 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 drive,
tap to the cages full. The cages full. All right, that's enough. Um, obviously, that's you've got time. The theme song for Orange Is the New Black. Um, it's written and performed by Regina Spector, whom I love. Regina Spector. She's got some real solid jams from my uh, late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Um, she was part of that big early aughts, uh, early to mid aughts, like singer songwriter sort of vibe. Um, but I just. I've never liked that song. It's always been like, I've always skipped through it. I've always, I've, it just bothers me for some odd reason and I can't figure it out. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I, you feel. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying and I always, I like, I know that Orange is the New Black starts at, you know, at, at 48, 48 seconds. seconds. Like, I always skip that's ahead. when the show begins. I know like if I like press, if I click over once on like, on like the sort of button, it'll just like skip it right ahead and I never want to listen to that song. But, and I hated it for years, but then we, something weird happened when I started watching this season was that I didn't fast forward it and I just sang along with it. Oh no. And I think I was going to close the show with it because I think <laughs> as, as far as the art of theme songs go... That's one of the only song that's, that has a theme song that yeah. you even know. Yeah, and it actually makes sense in connection to the show. Like, can you even name another theme song from the last 10 years? No. I'm trying to think. None that are, like, noteworthy, at And least. that's why I think that one kind of yeah. is worth mentioning, because it does... It, um, it does... I mean, it. it's a... It's a I just... Personally, I think it just I don't like the song. Yeah. It's a good song for the for like the the um for the show cuz it talks about like what the show is about. I mean, um uh, just some quick notes about it. Uh, Regina Spector said that she can compose a song while thinking about the idea of what it must like must be like to be in prison and the different states of mind. Um and uh they sent it to Jinji Cohen who is, you know, the obviously the showrunner creator for uh Orange is the New Black, and they really liked it. Um, it For the most part, I think most people like it. Um, it actually was nominated for a Best Song Written for Visual Media Grammy, uh, and it was Regina Spector's first Grammy nomination. Wow. Um, yeah, that was her first. That was her first. Uh, but yeah, I just, I I can't fuck with this song. Uh, I don't know why. I just, I've always disliked it, um, despite the fact that I love this show, and I always skip ahead. So <laughs> uh, I was thinking about doing the... Power Rangers theme song because every time I hear that I want to <laughs> I want to gouge my like eyes out, um, but I think that this one just because I've been watching I've been binge watching this show that I'm just like tired of it. What do you think of season five? Love it. Yeah, love I'm it, only like three it, in, but it's it. so good. I think I, just, I mean it's kind of implausible, but yeah. like it's so good. I am on like episode ten right now. I think ten or eleven, and it's it's pretty pretty dope i'm really enjoying it so far i love those ladies so i do too it's just it's a good ass show you can't go wrong they act they are such good actors like yeah. just phenomenal actors just great at their job i um, think cynthia is my favorite this season cynthia is <laughs> i'm trying to think of who i think my favorite is this year mm, you know what's funny i wouldn't even say who my favorite is but you know who's not annoying me Piper, she's because not she's an, barely in it. She's 
<laughs> well, the weird thing is, is like she's in it more than she was last season. Yeah, and she's being way less annoying because now she's adjusted to the prison lifestyle. Like maybe I think that's her, what it like, is. Little prissy, yeah. like Beckiness is, is has been toned less, down. Yeah, she's yeah. gonna be a better person when she leaves prison. I think so. Yeah. I think so. She'll get rehabilitated. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm curious to know like how that show's going to end. because uh, I just I don't I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna work. But I'm excited. I'm just glad they got back on track after I know that horrible season third season. Three was so fucking awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just I don't even think you need just watch the recap. Just watch it. You don't even need to like bother with it i mean just get the highlights yeah the yeah. spark notes version of it you'll be fine okay cool that's my song one second go go power rangers <laughs> okay so i actually picked um another instrumental um theme song which is one of my favorite tv shows of all time this is another show that i watch when i'm sick and um i just love I don't know why. I'm just so intrigued by, like, murder and rape. And <laughs> it's just, I don't know. But also, not only is the theme song so instantaneous and mm. just genius, the sound design in this show is amazing, so too. And this is why, like, this sound is, about. like, I, I mean, the sound is, it's everything. It's every- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sound, it it's just makes me excited. Sound. It is. It's a very it satisfying. Is. It is such a satisfying sound. Somebody, I feel like that song is like would have been a really good song to do like a sensual strip tease to in the cl- in like the strip club in the nineties. I mean, it, you it still, still is could. nowadays. I Maybe, mean, take I mean, that take that, that chance. On the road, I should you know give it a shot. Some amazing um, young woman um, put lyrics to this song and she performed it on some kind of a social media. I'm sorry for the <laughs> audio quality, but the lyrics are important. I think they really matter. <laughs> These moves. Oh, you were slick. We gonna rest your ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> we caught your ass. <laughs> we caught your ass. We caught your ass. I just love that. It's a that's such a good theme song. It really yeah. is. It's so good. Do and you it was, think that Law and Order will never, will ever leave the, like? Well, air? they're actually talking about bringing back the original Law and Order because now the only one that's I think still SVU. on is SVU, which yeah. I'm. Who cares? I love. No, I love SVU. I just feel like 
I I haven't been able to get into another one besides the first one because after Jerry Orbach died, I just wasn't. Oh, really love Jerry it. Orbach! You no, know? SVU is amazing, and actually, there's a song I mean, on my Detective new Olivia album Benson. about Olivia Benson. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I should spill that because I think if you listen to the song, you won't know. You won't know that it's about Olivia Benson. Okay, I'm. Ex- I'll but me and Lady out. Hawk wrote it together because oh. she's also like a really a big. big a big SVU, SVU fan. fan. We loved it. I so mean, we were like, let's write a song about Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson is, she's been through a lot. She is a strong woman. I just, I, I know that I've only had like a passing interest in uh, SVU, but what I do know of Detective Olivia Benson is that. Oh, she's amazing. She is unstoppable. She has been through she hell and back. She will find you. She will find you and you will not get away with it. I just, I mean, I don't know. She's gone through some crazy shit. Um, she has. And but how many Mike seasons Post, are they on right now? They're on season 18 right That's now. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that off the top of my head. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Post did the music for all the for all of the um, the Law and Order um, franchise. He also wrote the theme song for A Team, NYPD Blue, Renegade, Rockford Files, L.A. Law, Quantum Leap, Damn. Magnum P.I., Hill Street Blues. This man is paid. He did okay? all this of man the is theme paid. songs. I mean, that's like all of the the crime the the he crime did related. It. Yeah, he's he's the he's guy. at the top of that. Um, I love that Holly Robinson, Pete, performed the theme song for uh, 21 El- Jump Street. Didn't you say he just wrote the 21 Jump Street theme yes. song? Yes. No, yeah. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Oh, sorry. I always get those two confused. Wow. Um, I didn't know that she did that. Yeah, she did. It's Holly Robinson, Pete, Wasn't Nina Denzel Brown. on... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Denzel on Hill Street Blues? For like a second. For like a hot second? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my final choice. I didn't really pick one that I hated. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was our episode on TV theme songs. If Woo-hoo! you have, if you have any that you think like we really left yeah. out, yeah, let I us mean, know. I know. You we could didn't email do like, us at, um, Fresh Prince or anything like We didn't that. do Fresh Prince, which yeah. I guess we could just we do could just now. We could do that as like our closing. In West, West Philadelphia, Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys, they were up to no good, started making trouble in the neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. She said, you mother, what's your I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh, and then it's dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it, your home's the Bel Air. Boom, boom, pull. Back to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cab, your home's the Bel Air. I looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. Wow. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, also a very important, memorable, and, and wonderful theme song. Um, so, yeah, if you have any that you think we left out, email us, contextofsound at gmail.com. You can tweet at us, at contextofsound. We want to thank Ayana Butler for um, again for being putting, musical supervisor. I don't know how this one is going to work because some half of, them of are these on, aren't on. Some of them are. Some of them are, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll do what we can. if you, like I said, send us some of your favorite TV theme songs, uh, any funny, interesting anecdotes you might have about them, uh, you can hit us up, uh, via email at contextofsound at gmail.com or on Twitter, uh, at context, context of sound. Um, and, um, vote, not vote, um, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, subscribe, rate all that stuff on yeah. iTunes. Uh, and all those other platforms that it's on. We should probably get this up on Spotify, too, because they have, like, podcasts on there now. Oh, yeah, we should. We should just do that. 
Uh, All right. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. She was working at a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out of one of those questioning scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family. So over the bridge of Flushing to the Sheffield's door, she was there to sell makeup. But the bride was on one. She had style. She had class. She was there. That's how she became the nanny. Now the phone finds her and goes, watch out, CC. And the kids are actually smiling. Such what you think. She's a lady in red, but everybody else is very tired. The flashy girl from Flashing, the nanny named Fran. <laughs>